Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Tom Shiflett Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shiflett. Riding shotgun with me, my younger brother, Kyle Harkins. What's up, dude? Nothing much. Same old, same old. Oh, man. Made it. We made it through Thursday. I literally... Jesus Christ. I almost didn't even watch the Clippers game because the 76ers game made me just so... Not even angry. I just didn't even have a reaction to it. I just was like... Well, I think I'm just going to go to bed now because I don't even I can't even put into words like what I'm feeling right now after watching this bullshit. So like we had finished recording and I didn't have the game on or anything yet. So I had no idea what was going on. So when we hung Mm -hmm. up, I turned the game on real quick while I was editing. and I saw they were up a gazillion points again in the first half. I was like, okay. And then I saw my phone. Joel Embiid opened up. Perfect from the floor. Eight of eight. 17 first quarter points. You're like, okay, JoJo's good. All systems go. All my fears are gone. We're good. They got that shitty taste out of their mouth. And I was like, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. They still have Doc fucking Rivers. So, oh, man. We'll see what happens. Sure, shit enough. That third quarter was a disaster. The end of the third <laughs> quarter say, was some of the worst basketball I've seen. And then in the fourth quarter, Put the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. Doc Rivers is like, hey, Tobias, I know you've really been scuffling the past couple games. How about you run the bench unit for us? Yeah, that's going to be productive. That'll work. That's great, man. Good idea. Yeah, man. Phenomenal idea. And then there's just no defensive effort whatsoever. And it's just like, well, this is over. As soon as Atlanta got within four points, it's like, this game is over. That's it. Atlanta's coming back and taking this one. And they may close this thing out tomorrow night, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's their, I mean, it's their best chance, but they can win in Philly. They just showed that because of just how Philly They've done it twice. To, They've won they twice in Philly. It's, it's just so hard to watch teams beat themselves, and we got to see it again. And it's just – I don't know how you blow a 26-point lead. I think they were up 18 going into the fourth as well. And it was like eleven point lead with five. It was weird how it was coming down, but it was like okay, there's still. It was another Doc Rivers just masterclass in the postseason here of blowing a goddamn lead. And they they still thought the whole game they were gonna win, and I don't know how you would think that if you just blew a twenty six point lead. Like there was no intensity on defense, like you said, and that's like that's one of the things you kind of need when the things get close and. That just was like, oh, we're just going to pull this out somehow. And I don't know how you could honestly think that. So it's frustrating to watch that and see what's going on there. Doc, Doc, if they lose this series, he deserves to be fired. He can't make any So Doc Rivers has five of the eight largest blown leads in the last post two postseasons. He's, t- he's a terrible – I mean, I-, I won't say he's a terrible coach. He's not a good coach. He has the top he- three. He has a 26-point blown lead this year. A, in 2020 with the Clippers, he blew a 21 mm-hmm. one and a 19 point one. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then in 2021, they blew an 18 point lead the game prior. So he made the list with that one as well. Mike Boonholzer, 17 points the other night. That's on there. Brad Stevens in 2020 blew a 17. Then old Doc rounds out with 16 points in 2020. The Clippers blew. I mean, history is repeating itself and it's. I mean, it's we could roll down the list bad, here. Man. I mean, you can go all the way back to, what was that, 2003, 2002? What was that when it was Tracy McGrady and those Magic team with Grant Hill 
and Doc was the coach, and they blew a 3-1 lead. Like, Tracy McGrady was finally celebrating that he was going to go to the second round for once, yeah, and he set mm-hmm. that up 3-1, and they choked yeah. away the goddamn series. And it's like, this is the most heinous thing I've ever seen in my life. Then you go 2009, yeah. up 3-2 in Orlando, lose the series. 2010, up 3-2 in the Lakers, lose the finals. 2012, up 3-2 in the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, lose the series. 2013, Clippers up 3-2 in the Grizz, lose the series. Game 7 at home. 2014, blow a 15-point lead in Game 5 in OKC, end up losing the series in 6. 2015, blew a 3-1 lead to the Rockets. 2016, up 2-0 the Blazers, lose the series 4-2, losing 4 in a row. 2017, you lost Game 7 at home to the Jazz. 2020, you blew a 3-1 lead versus the Nuggets. And then the other night, you blow a 16-point lead. And then you just blew That's a 26-point lead. And we don't even know what's happening with this series. We don't have the conclusion of that one yet. It just, I, I don't know what else it's like. I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm just fed up. I'm done. Like, yeah, I feel um, so bad for Joel Embiid, but also he needs to play better at the end of these games too. So I, there's not really one thing where it's like this person. No, it's all. It's gotta be the, Tobias gotta Harris be is stunk. Stinks. Seth Curry was good the other night. But he was a turnstop defensively, so it was kind of like, okay, you scored, but you also gave up more on the other end too. So it was kind of like, yeah. cool. Especially yeah. when they were going shot for shot there at the fourth quarter. It's like, this is ridiculous. Like, Lou Williams and Seth, and Seth Curry are going bucket for bucket here. Yeah, who's going to win that one? Well, it was like, <laughs> and Trey Young didn't even, he wasn't even shooting well. It was Gallinari and Lou Williams brought him back from 26 down, and then Trey Young came yeah, in there and just finished him off. Crazy. It's crazy how these Again, these Ben Simmons hasn't assi- he hasn't attempted a single shot in the fourth quarter of this entire series. That's insane. A starter on your team, a max player, hasn't con- he hasn't tried a single shot this entire series in the fourth quarter. That's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. Oh man. A lot of it starts with Doc down. Doc down. That's it. Like I don't know what else. I'm so I'm so annoyed, man. And it's just like Ben Simmons. He does a lot of great things. Cool, man. But he got to start doing some shit that's actually gonna help the team all the time. Like I get it. He's a great ball handler for his size. He's a really good facilitator for his size. Need more. He's a really need good more. defender. Stretches. But you need to score. You are the second best player on the team, and you don't have any kind of offensive skill set. You haven't made any improvements since your second year in the league, and I am one of the biggest Ben Simmons defenders on the planet, and I am fed up. Like, I don't know what else to say anymore. There's nothing you can say. Like, I can't defend that performance last night. No, no one can. You can't. He was 4-14 for the free throw line. Four yeah, for mean, fourteen. He missed ten free throws. It's so it's frustrating, man. What, you, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed I to do here? I, I, it's hard to say. That's a that, that's Again, a player in our NBA. Lock today, him man. up. That's lock space, him in a gym man. all summer. Throw away the key until he comes out and he can knock out. He has a consistent touch from around two feet, and he has a little bit of a post game. And that'll fix so many issues that he has. Like, he doesn't have to be a knockdown perimeter shooter, but you have to be able to score the ball and not let these teams get away with putting these undersized guards on him. It's inexcusable. Yeah. There's too many possessions where this just happens. He plays like he thinks he's six foot four. Like, 
I don't know. I don't get it, man. It's if I was him, I'm, I'm running. Through, I'm running through people, and and going and it's and if it's because he can't make a free throw and you don't want to attack, then you just need to play. I don't know this I, then, this entire then series when he's felt just, like you're, driving you're, to the basket. Get off the court. They have had no resistance whatsoever to stopping him getting to the rim whenever he's felt like doing it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane, Doc, man. Doc doesn't want him to get fouled and go to the free throw line. I don't think. I don't so think that. I mean, if Doc had a problem with him shooting free throws, he wouldn't be out there, so he wouldn't do the hack of Simmons thing. You know, like I'm sure he true. would love Ben Simmons to go down there and get some fouls. It's just hard to even look at this and be like, "Are you not telling him to attack?" Because like, how does he not score? Again, look, the issue that, is Ben Simmons going, is a really good that. player. Okay, him right now, what he is. And it doesn't appear he's going to make any changes whatsoever because we haven't seen it. He's shown a track record of not improving from year to year or adding anything at all. So this variation of Ben Simmons cannot be the second best player on a championship team. It cannot happen. He could do a lot of great things, but if he's a third or fourth option and you could just let him wreck house defensively and run around, push pace, facilitate, and do all that shit, cool, man. Because you'll have another guy or two ahead of him who could actually score the basketball. And do things that you need a second dude to do. Tobias Harris isn't your second guy. We were talking about before the playoffs started. This is perfect. He's falling into that third, almost fourth guy right now. That's the perfect spot for Tobias Harris. But he's not even doing that right. Well, Tobias was scoring like 30 a game. For like first game in the series. but And Washington. Against Washington, he was scoring well. And then he started just to taper off. Yeah, it's just I it's I don't know what to do here, and I just I don't have any faith in them figuring out. Even if they get through this Atlanta Hawks series, I don't have any faith with them going forward here. So I I don't I don't care. I've wait, I've lost wait. interest in the Philadelphia 76ers, and I don't want to I don't want to talk about them anymore. And I'm not going to talk to them like they're serious yeah. basketball contenders again. I've done it two nah. three years in a row now, and I feel like a fucking moron. So I'm not doing it anymore. So until Ben Simmons comes back, he he improves. Cool. If Daryl Morey figures out a way to, to uproot this roster and make it better, sure. Here's the thing. Do you do you kick yourself now that you didn't trade Simmons for James Harden? I think you do. 100%. I think you do. A, a million percent right now. Like, and then, okay, so let's say this series ends in six games. And then what we just saw from Ben Simmons, what's his trade market look like? No it's certainly his that. value is taking a giant hit this postseason. That's for damn sure. It would be some other. It would. And again, be a we're talking about would, this guy like he's know. the worst player on the planet. He just finished second in defensive player of the year voting. He just made All NBA defense. Yeah, like I he mean, does he a lot of great things, but like in the game we play now, to have the deficiencies that he has, it's just it screams out, and it's so blatant and apparent. It's like you need to have some kind of offensive skill set. Just a little bit. You have to. You have to, man. Or this is just, it's doomed. There's nothing this team could do going forward. If this is what they're going to get, if this is what the roster is going to be, they're fucked. That's it. And you're just wasting fucking Joel Embiid away. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. They all have to play better. And you can't fire. You're not going to fire Doc, honestly. Like, he still has four years left on a deal where he's getting eight mil a year. Oh, what a joke. They're what fucked. a joke. 
They're fucked. And again, joke. Doc Rivers doesn't he doesn't move the needle for you in a series where it's like, well, they got Doc. That'll give him an edge. No, it doesn't. No. If anything, it makes it the other way. Like, oh, this is an underdog team playing Doc. Oh, again, shit. and Nate McMillan's not even coaching well. He's letting his teams get into 30-point holes yeah. and then they're just coming yeah. back somehow. He's not even they're doing a good playing. job either. I know. I know. I know. And people are kind of people aren't really giving him a lot of credit, but they are giving him a lot of credit. But it's more just the like the Hawks just staying on it. It's more the Sixers just fucking off. Well, that too. I mean, just like who gets the credit for the Hawks? But I mean, they all deserve credit because they just yes, you have to give the Hawks credit because they didn't pack it in these last two games where they easily could have. They didn't. That's I give them that. It is it is the Sixers though. It's it's all it's all the Sixers, man. They're the best team. The East in this the series, playoffs, this is so a joke. It's a joke so right now, man. And then, oh boy, I get to get excited about Milwaukee basketball tonight. Great, man. Great. Brooklyn is a six-point underdog tonight. Yeah, Unless they moved the line, they moved it down. Five and a half, same thing. Five and a half now. It half, was six. Half, it half was seven point. this morning. Then it went down to six last time I looked at it. Now it's five and a half. I think they saw who's who's officiating tonight. Who's officiating? The two at Sarver, and I can't remember who the other guy is. They're both Brooklyn natives. They both are from Brooklyn. This can't be serious. Can't be serious. Good. I hope they give whatever. Give Brooklyn the. I don't care. I'm tired of talking about the Bucks. I'm sick of them. Fucking sick of them, man. Are you telling me? I'm about to turn in my keys at Giannis Incorporated. I'm fucking so you, annoyed, man. Are you telling me that they couldn't get anyone else on this game? I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't matter, dude. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I they, well, they might hate. They might hate where they're from. No, they love where yeah. they're from. I was just reading an article from like three years ago where <laughs> oh, Sarver yeah, was right. like, he was juiced about the Brooklyn Nets being there, dude. Oh, but yes. Yeah. Just fuck me right in my ass. Dude, it's so like dumb. I said yesterday. It's fuck this league. Let's. It's time to bury. It's time to bury the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm good. And it's time to bury the Philadelphia bury 76ers. The, good. I'm good too. Just, just get them both out of here. Whole, Go away. Go away. The whole playoffs I, is buried, Brooklyn. Dude. Sure. Brooklyn will just. They're gonna sleepwalk all the way to the finals. And again, we galaxy brain this whole goddamn thing. Who knows? Atlanta could probably beat them. No, they, they could. They don't have. No, they couldn't. If it's just KD, they could. KD could still Why beat them. They could. They they could. But to KD me, could. I mean, KD could. Katie and half a Harden could beat Atlanta right Bro, now. Bro, this playoff is so fucked. Anything can happen. Anyone can win any given night. Brooklyn's not Literally, doing the stuff that that Philadelphia is doing. I'm done even saying anyone's gonna do anything. Literally, any single thing can happen any night because everyone's playing each other. There, some teams are beating themselves. The other teams are beating themselves, and some are playing amazing, and then some are playing awful. Then they play amazing. Then the other team plays awful. Like record breaking great and awful stuff and it, it makes no sense so i'm just there's just no there's no sense to any of it we're just gonna go i mean they're kind of, i mean the there i mean there is at the end of it like doc's I doing dumb shit that he's always doing and it's fucking his team cool like Boonhoser's doing playoffs? the dumb stuff he always does in the playoffs and it's but fucking like, his the, team yeah, cool i mean the whole playoffs the whole playoffs cool. has just been and then everyone's hurt it's just it's just a it's just chaos it's just a it's just a mess I don't know. I, it's just I not like. Fun I'm to just. Watch. I'm just so un. I'm just so uninterested in the Eastern Conference right now. I just don't care about half none of the of field. A, no, so I mean, none of it's fun to watch. I mean, like Atlanta does. Like Atlanta's park. like great. Like 
they legitimately don't have a chance to beat anybody out west. You know what I mean? Like yeah, out of the four saying. teams so out of like, west, they don't have a chance to beat anybody it, out west. It's, this it's so so, and then we gotta watch this for two, four weeks, a whole month, just teams that should be beating Atlanta just beating themselves, and it's like. Holy hell! If the Knicks were able to hit a shot, they would have beat them. Or and just we, and, make Trey Young defend at some point for twenty six point lead. Though is that the largest ever? Did you say is that the largest? It's ever? one of it's the third largest ever. Third, okay. It's tied with the Cavs in seventeen I mean, against the Pacers. There's been so many. Just it's just been it's just been insanity. Like I like some of these games. I just like some of them just do not make any sense. Like it's just I can't watch teams beat themselves. I just want to see two teams play good basketball, and then someone in the last five minutes, just two two great players. Don't watch and Philly and Atlanta. At it, you know what I mean? Like, don't watch Philly and Atlanta. Just, I'll tell you that. I know. Don't watch any of the games. There's really not – I mean, KD, like, came back. Utah and, Utah and L.A. has been good. But, like, I just – like, KD did what he did last game. Like, if Milwaukee just put He's a couple possessions together and, like – Again, and that's why Milwaukee game. is in the situation like, that they're in. I would love that game, but like they, like it was so hard. It's so hard to watch these certain teams through stretches. It's like, oh my god, like what are you doing? Like it's the players have to do stuff, but like the coach has to step in and fucking do something here and shake things up. Like, well, I don't know. What, don't just I'm sit on your start. hands all the time. Again, Doc Rivers opens start. the fourth quarter where they're just getting smacked around with a bench unit and Tobias Harris who's super struggling. Like it just it didn't make any sense, man. I just whatever, dude. I'd and then, watch soccer. well, we did. I'd rather watch soccer. I'm not watching soccer, so I'd I'd rather watch this. So I'm not watching soccer. I'd rather watch I'm baseball. Not, I'm watching soccer. See that sticky stuff move. But it was like, well, Paul George, like I said, he could do it. He's fine. Phenomenal. He could do it. But yet again, the Jazz were just terrible. But I don't. I think it was. I don't I know if it was. I, I think George. the problem. The problem with Utah was that. You know, oh, they were awful. Rudy, they were terrible. I wasn't even like they took the shots they've been hitting all season. They just didn't fall. Like it happens. Like we've seen it with LA. We've seen it with Utah yeah. a couple games against Memphis. Like it happens. Like at Donovan Mitchell, he yeah, wasn't himself. Was just, he was, was kind weird. of not himself, and he only scored twenty one points. And he struggled most of the night. So then it made them look pedestrian. They're missing Mike Conley out there to make things easy for them offensively. They had fifteen assists last night. That's not Utah basketball. That's not. Exactly. Yeah, it just so everything it was, was just really hard for staggered. them, and it could have it could have been really easy if Rudy Gobert could have had a post game because half the time they were switching on that role, and half the time it was Paul George fronting him. He couldn't duck in Paul. and take advantage oh. of a six seven dude. There were a couple of possessions where Patrick Beverly was on him, and he couldn't take advantage of that. Like that's just like I don't care if you don't have any skill at all. You're seven two. You can't take advantage of a six seven guy at the rim. You can't. That's what I'm in any way. So it's just like. Saying, man. So it's fine if Ty Lue goes there. small. Like I said before the game last night, he can go small, switch everything, win one-on-ones, that's it. And, like, the discouraging part of Utah's start last night was that they hit, what, almost 17-some threes in the first couple minutes of the game, and they were up three points. You're like, okay, well, yeah. this is not sustainable for them shooting that way, and they're only up three points. And then Paul George started to get going. Terrence Mann, everyone, was not afraid to attack the rim of Rudy Gobert there. Like, they didn't even look at him like he was a problem. Like, Terrence Mann oh, just Terrence dunked Mann on him. That. Like, it, Terrence, they did not yeah, even Terrence, they didn't even think he was there. Terrence Mann baptized him and said, you are Rudy son. Gobert, defensive player of the year, was just getting passed around. Just getting passed around. 
He didn't have a single block shot either. Like he did nothing really that was like, oh, Rudy was out there really doing that. He hurt no. him. He hurts him now because whatever. I mean, again, it's, just, if, it's again, if these teams that are struggling right now, it comes down to one of their best players having such a glaring giant hole in their game, where is a detriment to their team. Giannis, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert. It's killing them. And Absolutely killing him. And then when you take Rudy else. Gobert out of there, oh shit, it's Derek Favors in there, who's somehow worse than Rudy Gobert right now. So it's just good luck, Utah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, if Donovan Mitchell oh, yeah, isn't scoring yeah. 40 points, you're in trouble. That's it. That was going into this series. Donovan Mitchell has to be insane. He was the first couple games. Now, it was really bothering him. And they're doing a pretty good job defensively with him. They did a great job of just blitzing him there in the second half. They were just, everyone go at him. If he gets the ball out of his hands, cool. Who cares? Yeah. We don't care. Did. And yeah, then exactly. it worked. Donovan got the ball out of his hands, and Utah was three for 21 from from the, from the three in the second half. Like, there you go. And Paul George was phenomenal. 37, yeah. 16, five assists. He was playing well defensively. He was active. He was doing everything you needed him to do. And... You know, if you're Ty Lue, you feel a little bit better. Like, okay, maybe I don't have to really rush Kawhi back if I don't have to right now. We're in a pretty good position right now. That was the most I've seen Paul George like be Paul George in a, in a long time. Well, he hasn't really. Like, I mean, I said been... he did. You'd have to get into his time machine, and he he practically did. Besides, he doesn't have that balance anymore. He was moving like he played the same way the he's other... played this entire series. It just yeah, they has more he opportunities. Was he was he was attacking though. Like there was there was a little extra giddy up to that step. And those threes, a little, little quicker release. He looked it looked vintage Paul George. But it's not like he still has it. I'm not saying like he it's just like this is what I've been wanting him to do. This is what everyone has been waiting for him to do. Because he is more than capable of doing it. He just showed he could do it. So he's done it this entire series. You're right. Well, that that was a little that was an extra level. But yeah, he has. And he had to do saw, it. For them, you know. Back Donovich went insane. Like I said, he went insane. I don't know how you shoot that bad like that at, at home to finish out a game in a must-win game of the year. It's the most important game of the year, and you shoot three of 21 at home. I mean, they that don't have anybody to make life open. Like, they don't have things just to, like, flow and go. It's just – it was really just well, – it was like well, pulling teeth last Mitchell, night. Well, they're blitzing Mitchell, and they have their shooters out there. With Joe but Mitchell also, and... he missed Rudy Gobert quite a bit on just driving all in a roll. Like, he was going to be wide open. Or he had somebody who's not even the same, yeah. like, like yeah, weight yeah, class as him down there. So, he, a lot of times, he made the wrong decision on the on the blitz anyway. So, it was just Utah just, they were fucked. <laughs> That's plain and simple. I mean, if Paul George is going to play like that, Reggie Jackson was going to play the way that he's playing right now. And then you add and Terrence Morris. Mann the way he was playing. And Morris, 28 points. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Back Donovich could score 30-some points like he did, but it doesn't matter if Donovan Mitchell is not going to be superstar-level player. Yeah, so. exactly. I think Utah, gotta... I think, you know, like we were saying, this is another scenario where the series is handed to you on a platter, Utah. The best player in the series is hobbled. He's not playing. He, he might be out for the series. All you got to do is win at home, and you steal one on the road. It's not hard. You're the, Their best player's yeah. out. The best player in the entire series isn't playing. This is pretty simple. Nope. I don't know how healthy nope. Donovan Mitchell is. He don't. He still don't look right. But no, he's not. He's thing. he's he's hurt. It sucks. Well, that's cool, Paul George. Way to take him out. But that's cool. Oh, stop. Way to play last night. <laughs> stop. That was that was a terrible way to try to draw a foul. And like I don't know. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. He wasn't that trying was, to draw I, a foul. 
Yes, he was. On that play where they ran into each other? He wasn't trying to draw a foul. Donovan Mitchell was trying to was walking to the ball, wasn't even running. He was running to the George ball. Just, and Paul George just jumped straight in front of him. He was running he was running up to the ball. And Paul George stopped was, in front well, of him. He, he wasn't like in a full sprint. It was like a mid mile jog. And he was, he was just, still boom. he wasn't just walking and up Paul, to the ball. Yeah, but all right. Well you just watch Paul the George fuck? just blatantly tries to take a charge like like he's going to the basket on him. It was like it was like, what are you doing? He's it stopping him from matter. getting the ball. Because he's been filleting them. Yeah, that's that's how you want to stop him from getting the ball. To try to take a Did charge. Did he get the ball? The no, but you took out his ankle. He didn't you're, get the ball. You're doing, you're doing pretty well now, so I can't complain. Three two. You 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 did your job last night. It was a hell of a game for the Clippers. Utah, sick. I mean, All it's these just, teams, like, you know, just they're stink. just limited right now without Mike Conley. Well, I just, I'm tired of watching people blow 26 point leads and watching people shoot three of 21 and from three at home when all you do is shoot threes. That's like, it's bad basketball. Like, I, but I, this is I what they've been doing all year. Eyes. This is what they've been doing all year. Dude, it's I not can, like they're doing know, something that's out of it. character. It's what they've been doing all fucking year. What got them the number one seed? It's not that's one of these I'm things saying. where they just like changed up and now it's annoying. It's like this that's is literally what, what Utah's you. been doing all year. And they then they're going three of twenty one. They right. Do they that. had a bad stretch. Awful. That's what happened to the Clippers, who also this is what they made a living on. They shot like shit first couple games. Now it's coming back down to earth. Well, they were still in those games, but yeah, like still like. Utah at home, you would think they would shoot better than three to twenty-one. So that's all I'm saying. Like it's just terrible. It's awful. Yeah, it's not fun I'm, to watch. It was awful for them. Watched two two games last night. It was just want to blow my head. Want to blow my brains out. Well, I mean, I'm I the the Utah ones. Like, I mean, it's not like one of those things where it's like some egregious coaching thing or something like that. It's like you're yeah, you're watching play professional basketball players miss wide open three point shots that they've made the entire year. It's sometimes terrible. you just not, miss shots. That's sometimes it happens. Go, it literally happens. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Well then they need to change up their game plan. Why would they do that? Because you because you don't go three of twenty one, it's something you're good at. They were never mind. I'm not fucking getting into this. It's like it's it's completely obvious like what they did all year. Is what they what made them successful. I know. So and like for I'm them to change it bad. now, like what are they gonna change it to? I'm, what are they was, gonna do differently? I, it's, um, it's being sarcastic. Don't you can't change it now. But what you're good at all year, you're number one team in the West, and you're three of twenty one at home in a game five. That's bad basketball. You're supposed to be the best team in the West, and this is what you do. Like they miss shots. Holy six, shit! Six, six, they six just miss shots. Good it's lord, playoffs, man! Though, it's, it's not the whole playoffs. playoffs it's not the, the whole Phillies, playoffs. The the Sixers, they're the twenty six point lead. They blew that, and that's not even the first one. And they're the number one team in the East. Like it's disgusting. And the the Bucks do it too. They beat themselves every single night, and it's so fun to watch. Again, that's, that's why coaching is a really disgusting. big deal. It's a big deal. Disgusting. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just disgusting to watch. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. All right. Now what do you want to talk about? The fuck? I don't know. Rick Carlisle. I guess. Yeah. Let's talk about Rick Carlisle. He gets fucking fired. Or they mutually separate or whatever. I don't know. He just tells him he's not coming back. So, again, it's a mutual breakup. But after all the stuff that's coming out, there's no shit. He doesn't want to be around that organization because it is a dumpster fire right now. 
And it's pretty bad if Rick Carlisle, of all people, is like, I'm not wanting to be here anymore. I'm walking away from the chance of coaching up like the next face of the league just to be out of here. So it just kind of speaks to the culture of what Dallas is right now. Yeah, it was weird how like that note he left too. It was just like and he was just thanking they, people. They, he thanked you know, but he didn't like I don't know. He didn't involve Luca, but it's not that weird to me. It's just I thought he would include Luca. Why? Like I don't know. Just a great player. Probably, probably the second or the first best player he'll ever coach. So uh, he coached Dirk Nowitzki. So I said second or first. So, yeah. No, he's not better than Dirk Nowitzki. Second or first. You can pick, you pick either one. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't know where he'll go from here. He can go literally I, anywhere he wants. He's the best coach on the market. So he can go wherever he feels yeah, like. I just, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if the Wizards are going to try to pay like, more Jesus than Christ, no. One, no, that's not or, an option. No way. You go, you go to Boston you go, or you go to Portland. That's it. Yeah. That's the options. And then unless the Lakers are like, fucking Frank Vogel take a hike. But Rick Carlisle is going to, it's either Boston or, I mean, New Orleans maybe, but not anymore after that athletic article that came out today. Like, that's a, that's a horrible situation. That's that's not a great job to take right now. That's like, even if you have the chance to coach up Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, it's still a complete dumpster fire because neither one of them really even want to be there. Yeah, that would be a, it would just be a tall task. Dog shit job. And then if David Griffin's going to be, you know, ex- trading for Eric Bledsoe and then trading for Steven Adams and giving him a $35 million extension. That's just, I'm not hitching my wagon to that. So David Griffin's got a lot of work to do to kind of uh, get back to the good graces and people in the league here. It's absolutely idiotic. Yeah, I don't, I, that's a, that's a big uh, error to, you know, switch it's over. The dumbest I don't thing know I ever gonna... saw. And it was even dumber as the season went on. As soon as it happens, like, well, that was idiotic. And then it just got yeah. dumber by the night. So, hey, he got you a bunch of offensive rebounds, though. Just got in Zion's way all the time. It made Brandon Ingram's life a living hell. And then there's Eric Bledsoe also. So, uh, Is and then an, art- still there for a while? then an article just came out. It's like, oh, well, they're interested in trading both of them. Yeah, I'm sure they are. You know, no one else is interested in trading for them. So, good luck with that. Yeah. I'm sure people are running to knock on the beating their door down. Like, oh, please, can we have Eric Bledsoe? Ah, please. One Steven Adams, please. No, thank you. At 17 mil a year, pass. No, thank you. Yeah, how long are their deals? Are they still there for like a couple more years or whatnot? I think Bledsoe's still got like two or three years left. Because oh, he got that seems... extension last year with Milwaukee. Yeah. A $65 million Oof. extension. Yeah, he tricked the fuck out of them. And Steven, I don't the even bags. know what I, I don't understand. It's like, okay, you trade for Steven Adams, but then you extend him. Like, for what? Why would you extend him? Just let him be there for a year and then just buy. Who do you extend him for? I think they liked it. Like the, uh, well, the I hope you like not making the play in tournament. Another year. And now. Zion's yeah, family's like, this organization yeah. stinks and get my kid out of here. Compete like that in the West. I mean, the West is so good. So it's like. They want to compete in the I, East with shit like that. Yeah, I don't know about the so The East, anything can happen. I, think we just, I don't know what's going on over there. But yeah. Zion, I don't know. I hope he goes somewhere else where he kind of. He's not going anywhere. Really well, the thing is, like, 
again, with these Luca stories and the Zion story, they're not going anywhere in the foreseeable future. They're not. You know? You would hope they would. I mean, but you're not going to turn down that money. You're not. That's idiotic to do so. And then, you know what? It takes some balls for one of them to try and test out that. Maybe someone does finally do it. Maybe, I don't know. And maybe that puts even more pressure on these owners. Because I mean, you're right. They have, the chance of them doing this probably is low just because well, it's you like, know, they're young. They want that money. It sucks for these teams because now there's no patience for anybody. Fan bases, players. It's just there's no patience. You can't just take your time and build a contender from like the ground up here like and just be kind of lackadaisical about it like you have to do this shit like quickly you have to move with a purpose you can't just sit around for six or seven years and dick around with this player in the prime Mm -hmm. of their career and once they get to 28 29 years old they're gonna feel like hey are you gonna do something to finally put us over the top no well i'm out of here then and then and we're at the point now where now Zion and Luca, they are not even 23 years old yet, and they're already putting their foot on their team's neck going, let's go. I'm tired of being made fun of. I'm tired of hearing all this shit that I don't know how to win. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't have time for this. Let's go. I'm being labeled a certain kind of player because I'm not winning anything. You're not putting me in position of winning. So I'm being labeled as a like a not a winner. Like I happened to Devin Booker. Devin Booker just chilled there, and he was just called a loser because he was playing with Rite Aid employees. And then finally, <laughs> he gets a decent yeah. team and be like, holy shit, Devin Booker's a really good player. He's been good the entire time. Just he wasn't winning anything because the team stunk. Yeah, um, I think a lot is going to happen with Zion, too. You know, same type of thing. I just, I hope, you know, Griffiths gets it, gets the right people around him. But I don't know how how many people they can bring in with all that, you know, cab. With Again, I don't, it's, it's going to take like, some kind of miraculous deal to get Eric Bledsoe out of there. It's going to take yeah. some just insane miracle for Steven Adams to get out of there. And then for them to like figure out a way to bring some shooting in there, get some spacing in there, get a decent enough big around there. And I think the idea of, you know, what Stan Van Gunny was doing towards the end of the year of letting Zion be like the point guard. Stop. No, he's don't make him a point forward. No, just no, get another ball handler. Have Lonzo, have another one. Have two high-level yeah, ball handlers and playmakers around Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. There you go. Get some shooting out there. Space it out a little bit. Did you see how easy life was for the Clippers last night with their spacing? Like, mm-hmm. it was so clear, the driving lanes that they had every single possession because of their spacing. Yeah, like, they And then people were trying to tell me this whole time, oh, spacing doesn't matter when I'm talking about the Lakers. Like, look at those lanes that Reggie Jackson had, that Paul George had. Nicholas, spacing these players is the most had, important thing They had on the so much that. driving lanes. So it was like talking to people about the Phoenix series. It was like, well, LeBron's going to drive. There's no space. There's nowhere to go. Where do you want him to go? There's nowhere to yeah. go. If he had spacing, spacing like that, yeah. the series would have been different. He would have drove the whole time. He would have been able to mm-hmm. do that. He wouldn't have to live exactly. on three-pointers the whole time. But, like, it was just insane watching the Clippers. Like, it was wide open. It was wide the fuck open. They, the drives and the threes. Utah, a lot of them were caught in, them in that no-man's land, which I, I literally – it's where they're kind of stuck in the middle where, oh, they're beaten by a drive. I got to kind of help. But if they just swing it over there, I'm I gotta close out real hard, and they can either go by me or they can honestly shoot it if I don't close out hard. Well, so. the thing is, like, okay, so for New Orleans, you do you did get what two first round picks, and then you got two pick swaps with Milwaukee. 
But like those picks aren't going to be very high and they're not really worth that much because again, Milwaukee isn't anywhere close to the lottery every year. And if you're honest, they're going to be competing for years. So it's not like these are high end first round picks here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not worth, uh, you know, gold here. So it's kind of tough to be like, I don't know. Do you just slap a first rounder on Eric Bledsoe and go, give me anybody who matches this salary and get this out of here. Same thing with Steven Adams. I'm just going to smack a first rounder on you two and match some salary with you as well. Ship him, uh, ship him to Cleveland. Ship Steven Adams to Cleveland for Kevin Love. There you go. That's spacing right there. Mm-hmm. There you that go. Would help. That would help big time. Even if he's just he's half of what he, Kevin Love is, it's still better than what Steven Adams is doing. Like, sure, he's putting up numbers, but it's it's not helping Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, which down the road exactly. is not helping not. your team at all win ball games. No, you gotta you gotta make your team around your best players. You don't make it around your a fucking anchor in the oh, middle. Like you know what out, I mean? So shout out to Zion and Luca for taking trying to take control here and not just sitting on their hands and waiting for, you know, years and years Brandon, to go by until they finally go, Okay, this is enough. Did he say anything? Huh? Did he say anything? Who? Did B.I. say anything? Brandon, Brandon Ingram? Ingram? Did he, oh yeah, did he yeah he's anything? been he's been bitching all year about the the situation, the coaching, the roster. That he's uh, he's not happy oh. there. He's not, because it wasn't. It wasn't constructed well. It, it was a horrible job. Like I, I just can't believe David Griffin just completely botched that first that first off season he had there. Like he didn't do anything to help them out, literally nothing. Well, he, and it's was, not like was, he's uh, like has a bunch of things planned in advance now to be like, oh, now I see yeah, it. Like yeah. I don't, I, do I don't know what he's gonna do here. I don't know either. To be honest with you. LeBron's not can walking through that Lonzo? door to make these fucking moves. They, do they have rights on Lonzo? Or can he just go? Yeah, I think there was also some kind of tension. I I think I was in the article I was reading was that I think David Griffin is like he's leaning towards not bringing him back. I think it was, and that was also a thing I that Zion was. Liked him. I well, Zion loves him, and so does Brandon yeah. Ingram. Obviously, like he wants all of the Laker guys to be back. He wants Lonzo and Hart to still be there. Hart doesn't want to be there at all. So that's no, a, that's yeah, the funny part the hell out of here. because after the the Anthony Davis trade went down, everyone was like, oh, they fucking fleeced the Lakers. And it's like, well, after two years from now, Lakers have a title. Yeah. New Orleans hasn't made the playoffs yet. Also, all the Laker kids, they don't even want to be there in New Orleans anymore. Yeah, they How's don't. that working out for you? Lonzo only wants to be there because Zion and the. I mean, if, if it came down to it, he, he probably would leave, too, you know? Like if oh, someone yeah, gives yeah, him I, more money, he'll leave. I don't think. Yeah, no one. I don't think anyone wants to actually like. You know what I mean? Would be like, I'll take less. But Brandon Ingram and now. Zion really want him to be there. Like they want the three of them to stay together. And David Griffin is kind of seems like he's leaning towards not really giving Lonzo the money that he's probably gonna want. So I'm sure he's gonna lowball him. I'm sure, and someone's gonna throw a bunch of money at Lonzo Ball. Someone I mean, is. Guy- He's got great touch. He just came off his best three point shooting year. Right. He's he figured he passer. fixed his jump shot and he's already has he's a great feel. The, he's a great passer. He's a good defender. He does a lot yeah. of great things. So it why he's wouldn't you good. throw a bunch of money at, at Lonzo Ball? You know how many times he, he made, makes a lot like, of sense Zion. for the Clippers. He just he just throws it to Zion and finds him all the time. Like in the greatest spots too. Like so if I'm him, if I'm the ones, I would hold on to him. As yeah, just bring I those could. three back and then you figure out a way to just then slap out, some yeah. stuff around so with giving you a little bit of space, a little bit of shooting. Like, good Lord, man. 
I just be a fun it's tough to like with those three and then two other and then the bench give me a bench score give me a nice six man or something I don't know well like Boston's then, the best job available like right they're the best job available no question yeah. about it you have Jason Tatum well, you have Jalen Brown yeah. you have Marcus Smart you have some flexibility you can do some things to me it's Milwaukee if you put their heads on well right. that's if Bud is dismissed sure that goes up yeah. to the next but you're also you could be possibly in the middle of a teardown. Like if they lose this series tonight, you put Bud's head on a platter, sure. But are you comfortable from here on out with Middleton, Giannis, Holiday? Like, do you move Holiday for something else? Do you you have to do something here? You have to shake something up because something isn't mm. working. No, there. No, that, that, I think it's just. The this isn't just a coaching thing, though. This is well, Chris Middleton uh, has been bad when they've needed him most of this series. Drew Holiday has not been good when they've needed him this series. Yeah, but Giannis has to improve a lot, sure. But I, there I are I can't, roster deficiencies here. No, there is. Well, what are they going to do? That's that's one of the best teams overall in the league. Like, so if you can't. But when improve, Chris Middleton doesn't play, like up to par then but it's a problem who, and he does it regularly who, so what what do you do i mean you you can't trade conversation this topic point went way way left it went it turned into almost like a two-hour like argument it turned into cj mccollum uh chris middleton argument then it turned into an entire whole whole thing two hours literally a two-hour screaming match so that's going to be the end of the episode there. We'll try and be better, way better again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. It was uh, it was quite the episode that we had there. So I'm saving you guys the – it was literally – we were arguing about CJ McCollum and Chris Milton and uh, coaching changes and this whole thing. It got it got heated. So that's uh, that's the end of the episode for today. <laughs> And again, we'll uh, we'll try and be better again tomorrow. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you. Bye. It's over. It's over. Y'all take it easy. I'm out. <laughs>